Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hello, everybody. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week, we'll feature one of today's finest mountain dulcimer players, Bing Futch. And just in case you've never heard of a mountain dulcimer, we'll find out a little about this uniquely American instrument as well. Guest host Charlie Sandage will inform us about roots music at the Ozark Folk Center, and we'll take a trip down to the vault where Mark Jones has dusted off a classic from old-time Stone County fiddler Sam Younger, a relative of the notorious outlaw Cole Younger. All that and more this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. With his big smile and wild dreadlocks, Bing Futch plays the mountain dulcimer like nobody else. A native of California, Bing is a popular performer and workshop instructor at our yearly dulcimer festival. Let's listen to him play an eclectic set of tunes recorded on stage at the Ozark Folk Center State Park. Thank you very much, everybody. It is great to be back here at the Ozark Folk Center. How about this show tonight, right? Proud to be such a part of this amazing lineup. I'm gonna start off with some lead belly for you. If you know the words to this, please do sing along. Just a little baby, my mama would rock me in the cradle in them old cotton fields of home. When I was just a little baby, my mama would rock me in the cradle in them old cotton fields of home. Oh, when those cotton balls get rotten, you can't pick very much cotton in them old cotton fields of home. Well, it was down in Louisiana, about a mile from Texarkana, in them old cotton fields of home. Oh, when those cotton balls get rotten, you can't pick very much cotton in them old cotton fields of home. Well, it was down in Louisiana, about a mile from Texarkana, in them old cotton fields of home. When I moved down to Arkansas, people asked me what you come here for in them old cotton fields of home. When I moved down to Arkansas, people asked me what you come here for in them old. Cotton fields of home Oh, when those cotton balls get rotten You can't pick very much cotton in them old Cotton fields of home Well, it was down in Louisiana About a mile from Texarkana In them old cotton fields of home In them old 
cotton fields of home. Yeah. Um, my dad was a music major, and so uh, the record collection in the house was extremely diverse. And so I was listening to everything from Roberta Flack and the OJs to the Carpenters, you know, movie soundtracks. And uh, he also instilled in me a desire to have uh, an active listening when you're listening to music, not just sitting there and passively in the background, but paying attention to instruments and solos and harmonies and, you know, descending lines. And he would point them out as we drove somewhere. Hey, hear that right there? That's an oboe. What's it doing right now? So he was actively involved in, uh, in, in that. And I think it might be genetic. I believe everyone's got the gift of music and either it's encouraged or it's discouraged early on. And he definitely was an encourager. You know? Gotta take a break from this heat Yeah, misery loves company And I just wanna be alone Well, yeah, misery loves company And I just wanna be alone You better go ahead, old devil Looks like you're on your own Come on, get out of here, man. inside my case Well, I got a mojo in my pocket, baby And I got a cross inside my case And I'll use them on that rascal If he shows his ugly face
Well, that devil, he caught up with me, but I would not let him pass. That old devil, he caught up with me, I would not let him pass. Well, I said, the Lord, give me permission to lay my shoe upside yours. I had my metal phase, I got my Aussie stuff, and uh, when Pink Floyd The Wall came out, I was all over that, Genesis, and uh, discovering Kate Bush in 85, and I went through a ska phase with Madness and The Selector, and you know, you know you're know, you just do, 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 you're looking for your music, not realizing maybe that all of it is your music. Although, I could trace the seeds of my love for folk music, Americana and traditional music, to uh, my parents taking me to the Los Angeles County Fair in Pomona and uh, being out there in the 4-H exhibits and the judging rings and that lifestyle where all the farming communities of uh, southern, Los Ange uh, southern California would come together and hearing my first you know, country music, because obviously that wasn't, not obviously, but that wasn't part of what I was hearing in the home. When I first heard country and Americana, I thought, this is exciting stuff. I really, really like this. And I think that's where the seed was planted and it would continue to gestate over, over my life. I'm going to Scott County, Highway 35. I'm going to Scott County, Highway 35. I'm going back to Harperville That's where I'm gonna die My mama, she told me To kneel down when I pray My mama, she told me To kneel down when I pray Lord, forgive this sinner Judgment Day My baby, she loved me She really don't care for me Well, I'm a crazy about my baby She don't care for me She's been running with that so-and-so That's my bad baby
my whiskey and my gun. Well, I'm packing up my suitcase, my whiskey and my gun. If they don't see me coming, Lord, they better run. Los Angeles. I uh, was born in Hollywood, raised in West Los Angeles, and so I was there from uh, 66 until uh, 93. In 93, I moved to Florida, and uh, that, being on the East Coast, is what first, I didn't hear a lot of anything going on, dulcimer-wise, old-time-wise, until 2000, 2001. And then I started to tap into what was happening on the East Coast as far as old-time Americana, bluegrass and that type of thing and you know I probably would have run into it in Los Angeles eventually because there are societies out there but it was, it's more prevalent on the East Coast for sure.
You've been listening to California Mountain Dulcimer artist Bing Futch playing Them Old Cotton Fields Back Home, followed by The Flipside and Harperville. He finished that first set with a medley of two great old-time fiddle tunes, Barlow Knife and Hangman's Reel. After a short break, we'll visit with my buddy Mark Jones and hear a fiddle tune from the lower end of Stone County, Arkansas. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. I've been thinking a lot lately about some of the old-time fiddlers who've played for many years here at the Folk Center. Many of them are gone now, passed on. I want to take a trip down into the vaults and see Mark Jones and see what kind of recordings he's got of those old fiddlers. Hello, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. Good to see you down here. You know, I've been thinking about some of the old fiddle players, and I was thinking about a, a guy who played here, as I recall, back in the 1970s and into the 80s. Uh, Sam Younger. Oh, Remember Sam? Sam was a great fiddle player. Good for just a lot of old hoedowns and square dances and uh, some of the waltzes he played were really nice. That's what I loved about the old fiddlers around here. They didn't ornament their tunes and play them real fancy like contest fiddling or bluegrass fiddling. They just played the good old straight old-time tunes, and I really love that. Right. Sam was just uh, solid and straight ahead and a great hoedown dance fiddle player. And uh, I had the fortunate luck to be around Sam for a couple of years uh, working here at the Folk Center. And uh, we played every day out on the on the grounds out here. That's right. You played banjo behind Sam, didn't you? I did for quite a while and really enjoyed it. I'd, Sam would come in with a new story or a joke or something every day or a new tune that was actually a real old tune that I, did, I had had never heard before. Sam, I know, knows a wealth of tunes. A lot of them are old tunes from his family. Uh, I believe he lives down, and is still alive, by the way, and lives down in what we call the lower end of Stone County. That would be the east end that's down closer to the White River. That's right. As you come into Mountain View, there you'll see a sign that says Younger Access. And that area all down in the east end there is where Sam and his family are all from, and uh, just good people. Uh, their family history goes back. They're descendants of Cole Younger. The famous outlaw. That's right. And, uh, now, it's it's been said that Cole Younger and the gang would come by there every time they come through Arkansas and spend some time 
with some of the family members there. Well, let's uh, let's listen to a little bit of uh, Sam Younger here at the Ozark Folk Center. I believe that's Turkey in the Straw he's playing, isn't it? That is. That's Turkey in the Straw, and he does it well. You know, that's that good old-time fiddling. And you know, that's a that's a square dance he's playing for, and that's a old Uncle Kermit Taylor who's calling that dance. Really? I thought that was. Yeah, I learned to call from Uncle Kermit Taylor. Yeah, you sure do a good job. Well, thank you, Mark. Hey, it's been great seeing you again this week, and I'll see you next week, okay? Can't wait. The mountain dulcimer is a unique American instrument, usually consisting of three or four strings on a narrow fingerboard that is attached to the top of a usually hourglass-shaped soundbox. It was most likely developed in the eastern United States in the 18th century from the German zither and was strictly a regional instrument until popularized by Kentucky folk singer Gene Ritchie during the folk revival of the 1950s and 60s. Musician Bing Futch has taken dulcimer playing to a whole new level. Bing switches the channels of style with nearly every tune he plays, and he's a fine singer as well. Let's start another Bing Futch set with an O'Carolan tune, Planksty Fanny Power.
but still hadn't hadn't tapped into the scene any of the old time or dulcimer scene i didn't know there was a dulcimer scene and it wasn't until uh, another county fair uh, orange county fair in uh, uh or central florida fair where i walked in one day and all of a sudden there were 25 people sitting in a circle playing mountain dulcimer and i just about fell over i'm like Oh my gosh, where'd you people come from? And I sat down and jammed with them. And I said, what do you do? You know, how do you form this thing? And they said, we have a dulcimer group in Orlando. I said, can I join? They're like, yeah. And, uh, and so that's when I started getting my first taste of the dulcimer community and also uh, the uh, repertoire that was being played, the old time, the fiddle tunes and, and everything. And I was probably, I don't know, 2001. <laughs> You know, I, when I came in, I realized that these traditions were around and I best not come in there talking about, this is what I do and, and like it. And so I came in real gently. I came in as a student in 2006, Kentucky Music Week, and paid real close attention to what people were doing and listened to what was happening in the jams and picked up as much as I could. And on open stage, I did my thing. But um, I came in and I towed the line very much so. I wanted, to, I wanted people to know that I respected traditions and I didn't want to come in and say, all right, I want to mess with this. In fact, my dad used to say, you know, improv is great, but if you want to mess all over that tune, you got to learn the tune first, you know, and, and understand where it comes from. And so I had that in my cornerstone, in my core. So I came in very, very gently and just kind of did what everybody else was doing in those first years.
but I would always uh, mix it up on my sets, you know, and I'd do some traditional straight up and then I'd mess around a bit and I'd explain what I was doing. And one of the things I always say is that, you know, uh, I want to preserve folk tradition because it's like a, a telephone line game. You whisper in one person's ear and 25 people down the road, you get a completely different story. And if we do that, if we, if we homogenize our folk tradition, then what's left? You know, so I wanted to make sure I learned these tunes correctly, go to the source and, uh, and learn that. And then after I do that, then have fun and, and mess with them uh, and have, you know, do that kind of thing. And so I, would, I think I let them know how important this thing was to me and I just wasn't some muckraker coming in trying to, to change things up. So there was some weird look and uh, some weird looks I got, but they'd nod, they'd nod their head eventually. Thank you.
We've been listening to the amazing dulcimer player Bing Futch, playing Planksty Fanny Power, Loch Lomond, Day at Trough Creek, and the Sandy River Bell Medley. Let's take a short break, after which we'll hear folk scholar Charlie Sandage talk about roots music at the Ozark Folk Center. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio, coming to you from the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. Daytime craft grounds offerings to the evening program in the main auditorium, a visitor to the Ozark Folk Center will hear quintessential roots music. That term wasn't invented here, but that is what more than 150 regular contract players do, and their roots are deep in the Ozark Appalachian traditions. Darren Dorton is the music director at the center. There aren't a whole lot of places across the United States that have such a strong focused mission as we do here at the Ozark Folk Center, and that being promoting, preserving, and perpetuating the music and other aspects of uh, early life, especially in a park format. Uh, since the those early folk festivals, Mountain View has really become a tourist destination for music, People have an idea of what to expect when they come here. We want to meet their expectations, but we also want to introduce them to other aspects of music that's related not only to the Ozark and Appalachian style, but to other folk styles, which would probably get us into some uh, discussion about what we do here with some of our special programming. I'm from West by God, Virginia. The special programming is multifaceted. The center has hosted a number of nationally known performers, such as Kathy Matea, whose music has obvious connections to folk roots. Others have included Ricky Skaggs and the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Lately, more emphasis has been placed on another category of featured performers. We bring in musicians from uh, across the United States and elsewhere, for that matter, who are well-rooted in folk traditions, uh, but not necessarily directly related to what we're doing here. While our regular programming is sort of directly at the bullseye with our mission, uh, and people can understand that, and it's very palatable and real, we don't have to explain a lot to them, with some of the other feature performers that we bring in, it's a way for us to sort of expand our audience 
and reach out to a new audience in a different way. So by bringing in a performer like uh, Willie Watson, or we had a performer here, a woman by the name of Wendy Colonna, or uh, a group like Locust Honey, uh, who are younger, up-and-coming bands, uh, or established in some cases, they have a certain audience. So they come to the Folk Center, and so their established audience will say, oh gosh, well, you know, there's Willie Watson's at the Folk Center. Then all of a sudden, they're exposed to all the all that we have to offer. So it's a new way to, it's a little bit different way, I don't want to say a new way, but a different way to perpetuate uh, and present what we do here, sort of utilizing those feature performers and feature concerts to introduce what we do here to a new audience. Another kind of special programming is a series of weekends scattered throughout the April through October season when certain traditional instruments or styles are featured. Recognized performers in those specialties come in to visit, and some of those weekends feature contests. Darren Dorton elaborates. One, of course, is the Folk Dance Days event, which is nearly as old as the park. And of course, as you might imagine, that focuses around traditional dance and, and music. But we also have some other events that focus on specific instruments. Our Arkansas State Fiddle Championship is a great example of that. In the past, the fiddle contest was focused to a certain degree, the Arkansas State Fiddle Contest was focused to a certain degree on a more contemporary or what some people might call a Texas-style fiddle. Well, that's one thing we looked at and said, well, of course, this is a great event. We draw a lot of contestants and interest from that, but can we? is there a way to make that a little bit more mission-specific? Can we incorporate an old-time or an Ozark old-time aspect to that contest, which is something we've done uh, quite successfully for the past few years. Other such weekends focus on specialties like Merle Travis-style thumb-picking, with special guests like Tom Bresch and area favorites like Nanny Dozier. Traditional banjo takes center stage on a weekend that features the Jones family band and Grandpa Jones's son Mark and dozens of others performing, competing, and carrying on that legacy. From auto harp to shape note singing to mountain dulcimer and beyond, these special weekends are an invaluable component of the Ozark Folk Center's annual music programming. In addition to the uh, weekends where we have performers, we've also built uh, contests and workshops around those weekends as well. So we're offering folks not only a chance to see the performers, but also take classes, uh, dig into the history and tradition of some of those instruments a little bit deeper. And if they're so inclined, get involved in the contests and it just makes, it makes those weekends a whole lot of fun. But throughout the season at the Ozark Folk Center, the touchstone is the music that was being played in this region before the center itself began. For myself and all the other folks uh, who have been here for a long time in the region, 
They really take that to heart and are really passionate about the style of music and what was created here over 40 years ago. While it was an obscure musical instrument for a couple of hundred years, the mountain dulcimer is becoming more and more popular in many musical genres. Did you know that Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones played the dulcimer when the Stones appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1965? Today, musical artists like Bing Futch are taking the mountain dulcimer to new heights. In this set, we'll hear Bing play some old time and some more modern music as well. Actually, I had a guy, I'll never forget this, it was in Coshocton, Ohio, at, the, uh, at, at this festival. And uh, he sat there through the whole concert in this church, this dude, big dude. He had his arms folded the entire time, wasn't smiling, and just looking at me. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am not winning this guy over at all. After the show is over, I'm at the CD table, and there's a line of people, they're buying CDs, and dude's in the back of the line. Arms are still folded. He's still giving me the hairy eyeball. And I'm like, I am totally going to catch it from this guy. Everyone's gone. He walks up. He looks at me for a second. He goes, you know, I don't exactly like your kind of music. And I said, well, that's fair. I appreciate your honesty. He said, but you play it real good. <laughs> so maybe, you know, maybe how I present you know, I think pickers appreciate pickers and people who appreciate music appreciate pickers. And if you're getting up there and you're being sloppy and you don't care about, you don't have any passion for what you do, maybe there would have been some people going, well, who's this guy? He's a joker. But I think they saw that I was passionate about music and that I wanted to make good music. And they may not have appreciated exactly where I was coming from, but they appreciated that I was doing it and maybe for the right reasons. I'd like to dedicate this song to the memory of a friend of mine and a friend of many of yours as well, Ms. Judy Klinkhammer. Watch my children grow to see 
what they become. Lord, don't let that cold wind blow till I'm too old to die young. think I'll always do Dulcimer World, but even before this, I was starting to look at the general folk scene, you know, where you show up with a mountain Dulcimer and you're at a folk festival and they still look at you like, what is that? So I'm on this, you know, evangelizing kick where I want to take that mountain Dulcimer where it's not been and say, look at this thing, isn't this cool? And maybe get some more players interested because a lot of the folks who play mountain Dulcimer are up in age. You know, and they're not going to be around forever. And there aren't enough young people involved. So if I can go to Merlefest and Langerado and Spirit of Sewanee, you know, Lollapalooza, you know, with a mountain dulcimer and get some people going, wow, I'd love to pick that up like I did at the age of 17. Get some kids in here and have them hang out for all of their lives with the mountain dulcimer. That's what I really want to do and keep this instrument around for a while. Here we go. happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down day for the heat a thousand people in the street singing songs and carrying signs mostly say who 
hooray for our side. I think it's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds. Getting so much resistance from behind. We've got to stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. California Mountain Dulcimer player Bing Futch recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center with Amazing Grace, Too Old to Die Young, and For What It's Worth. That's all the time we have for this week's show. I sure hope you've enjoyed the fine playing of Bing Futch. I'll see you again next week. I'm Dave Smith for Ozark Highlands Radio. Bye, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. 
and by Arkansas State Parks with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. More information online at arkansasstateparks.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at ozarkhighlandsradio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.